0: There's a reason why in Florida professional wrestling was deemed an essential business. Cause it kicks ass. This is heel turns and headlocks. And this is Bear DiGiulio and Brian Lepre. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Heel Turns to Netbox podcast. My name is Brian on and with me, as always,
1: we are finally back, Bear Julio. And with that, I just really quick just have to play something, and hopefully WWE doesn't sue us, but if my phone will cooperate and not give me YouTube ads like it is right now for the next three seconds, so while I just like distract you all, oh, here we go. Wait. okay yeah see ww don't sue us it was only like three seconds of the of the clip so you know
0: we tell wcw not to sue us but we all know how that turned out
1: shout out to tnt <laughs> wait a minute oh shit hey that's a good segue into that's a great segment. segue hey, look, at, look that. at that wow top of your game all righty
0: speaking of tnt we are here to talk to you about the wrestling promotion that is currently on tnt for not wcw for the next few months until they go to TBS. But regardless, we are here to talk about all Elite Wrestling. AEW once a concept, now a powerhouse in professional wrestling. AEW has built one of the best rosters rosters. Wow. Best rosters. There we go. We're rusty. We're rusty. We're rusty, we're rusty but we're getting back into it. One of the best rosters in all of professional wrestling, that much is pretty much undeniable, led by the likes of Kenny Omega, Darby Allin, Cody Rhodes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Some great singles talent. And then on the women's side, obviously Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Karushita tag teams like the young bucks, the best friends and FTR. The roster is stacked, but you know, stacked. mm, Is it really stacked without a superstar to put it over the top? Are the Utah jazz stacked with a bunch of great players who maybe you haven't quite heard of yet? or the Los Angeles Lakers stacked with some questions about how it might work out, but no questions whatsoever about the talent level there. We're about to see AEW. Well, let's not say that. It is possible that we are about to see AEW become stacked. We're about to see AEW become capable of producing some of the kind of dream feuds and matches that, Really no company other than WWE had been able to in quite some time, and saying this as a WWE fan, I didn't really consider it very much of a payoff when it was a random match on Raw instead of an actual feud, and that is why we are here to talk about Dream Feuds. Now, there are obviously two big rumors that we need to talk about. We're going to take it one at a time. Forgive us. We. We're, that's just what we're doing. Uh, and that starts with something a little topical, something a little close to home. If you're Bear to de Julio, Chicago boy, uh, we're talking about the Second City Saint himself. We're talking about the voice of the voiceless. We are talking about the best in the world, the man who has been teased at on Dynamite directly by oh, yeah, keep that in there, but in, on Dynamite directly by announcer and wrestler alike Tony Schiavone. Darby Allen. We're talking about the best in the world. We're talking about one of the greatest of all time. We're talking about a guy who some people who grew up in the 2000s might even call the GOAT, but that's another conversation for another day. We are talking about CP Monk. The Chipmunk is back in professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Just kidding. CM Punk. There's no possible way to guarantee this is true, but if you follow the rumor mill, and you know we try not to, but it's hard Hard to ignore at a time like this, there are quite a few rumblings that seven years after he retired, seven long years, holy crap, seven years after stepping away from professional wrestling, trying his hand at the UFC, trying his hand as an actor, pretty good actor actually, uh, CM Punk could be back and Bear, he could be going to the land of the elite.
1: There's a reason why we're doing this episode, right? I mean, Brian and myself, we're gonna try our damnedest to get tickets this Monday for Rampage in what three weeks from today, I believe it is. Um, look, the the hints are there. Like Brian mentioned, he talked about Tony Schiavone mentioning it, Darby Allen calling out the best in the world, right? On top of that, you book the United Center. And for those of you who are unaware, the United Center is where the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks play. The Blackhawks being CM Punk's favorite team here in Chicago. Um, on top of that, like a couple couple days before the United Center announcement, CM Punk on his Instagram story, and I know this is kind of like, I don't know what I'm trying to, you know, I know you're this is maybe pushing it, but we're not looking at his likes on Twitter, but like on his Instagram story itself, he posted the Chicago bulls theme song. You know, the the signs are there and we don't have sources to say that he will definitely be there. We don't know. We're going to be ticket buyers and hope for the best and expect the worst. That's just what we do as professional wrestling fans, but CM Punk coming back to wrestling in AEW, I think is it's, it's the dream scenario, right? Because there's so many matches that have not happened in punk's career that be it because he was in WWE, he couldn't wrestle these guys in on the independent scene because he was with WWE and contract obligations and all that good stuff. You know, if punk does show up in AEW, we're going to talk about a couple of those dream feuds and we have to start with a man that Brian and myself have right before we started recording, we said, this guy in about three years will probably be the face of professional wrestling. That man being hangman, Adam page. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, we like to go in alphabetical order. So Adam page is number one. And Brian, you know, we talked about how he just may be the face of AEW in about three years time, maybe sooner, you know, we don't know the card for all out yet, but that's coming up in about a month. And that's also going to be here in Chicago. I'm going to try my damnedest to go. God, AEW just likes to take my damn money. But Hangman Page, former one-time AEW Tag Team Champion with current AEW World Champion Kenny Omega. Brian, you know, a feud between Punk and really one of the best storytellers in professional wrestling today in Adam Hangman Page, I think, would be just what the doctor ordered for Punk's return to the squared circle.
0: But Hangman Adam Page is not inexperienced, I wouldn't say. He's been around for a while. But somewhat compared to a lot of the other wrestlers, at least on in terms of being on a prominent stage in a prominent role. A lot of times he was in kind of the backdrop of what other bullet clubs or elite members were doing, even in Ring of Honor or New Japan, wherever it was. Adam Page has really blossomed from the guy who, Maybe some people online were accusing of benefit, benefiting from being friends with the elite, question mark, the EVPs, to truly establishing himself as one of the elite storytellers in professional wrestling. And I think that he's done that by focusing on and emphasizing the little things. And if you were a fan of CM Punk during the 2000s in Ring of Honor or the 2010s in WWE, you know that the little things are what Punk is all about. CM Punk very good in the ring no question about it always was maybe always will be hopefully fingers crossed but the man just told stories he made you believe in what you were watching he made you suspend your disbelief he made you hate him or love him depending on the situation and those feelings were genuine and visceral they were not fabricated they were authentic you could not simulate what cm punk brought to the table and that's what made him such an enduring icon of professional wrestling a guy who essentially retired at 35 years old and had a legacy that is put up against the greats of the greats and in my opinion with good reason you look at the fact that his rivalry with raven really helped transition wrestling fans from the tape trading days to the video online sharing message board days. It helped put ring of honor on the map and ring of honor, obviously basically created the independent wrestling world that we see today. I won't say created, but really elevated it to the point of being visible and CM punk is directly responsible for that. And I think that's what makes this rivalry with Adam page. So appropriate is the guy who's kind of like the godfather of modern professional wrestling against the guy who represents the future of modern professional wrestling. Two great storytellers, two wrestlers who obviously can do incredible things in the ring. We hope with punk it's been seven years, who knows, but really, it just comes down to the stories they tell the, 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 devil in the details if you will and look i truly believe that hangman adam page is going to not only be the face of aew within the next three years if not sooner as bear said i think he has the tools to be that transcendent star in professional wrestling if you go on reddit you've probably seen us post exactly that uh we believe this i believe this to my core i believe bear does as well adam page connects with modern wrestling fans in a way that very few others can he's the what the anxious millennial cowboy right like silly as that sounds really appeals you know his social media presence incredibly appealing he speaks the words of the generation that he's in and he genuinely believes them And that kind of sounds like some guy who used to go by the voice of the voiceless. Does it not? I think that if you're going to build someone as your top star, win, lose or draw, they need to be in programs with the other top stars period. And quite frankly, funny as it is to say, guy hasn't wrestled in seven years.
1: I don't think there's a bigger star in professional wrestling than CM Punk. If you want to count like, John Cena in there maybe you know like other than John Cena and the various random appearances by guys like The Rock there's no star like Punk in the world of wrestling today you know Roman Reigns obviously is killing it but like CM Punk is probably the last return in pro wrestling for anybody to be like holy shit like this is happening putting Punk's star power against Adam Hangman Page is going to elevate Page's stock, right? Hangman Page winning the AEW world title obviously would do that to an extent, make him a star. But putting him against a star that's already established like CM Punk, it's it almost writes itself, you know? Plus you got the whole, again, anxious millennial cowboy, right? Hangman Page also drinks beer. And we all know that CM Punk is pretty straight edge and better than you. So again, you got layers to the story that could potentially unfold and I think it'd be it would make for some really compelling television and speaking of compelling television Mr. Brian Leprey any debuting AEW superstar has to go through one man and that one man Mr. Brian LePre, is an EVP and we're not talking about Kenny Omega yet we're not talking about the Young Bucks but if you've noticed the trend here of debuting AEW stars. You have to go through one man. Jeff Garrett. Well, you're not far off. You're not (laughs) far off. You have to go through one man who we're not saying makes it about himself. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but, but however, he can't compete for a world championship. That's just what happened in his feud with MJF. Just a few short years ago, year and a half ago, something like Mm -hmm. that. It's been a long pandemic. So, of course, we are talking about a former two-time TNT champion, a former WWE Intercontinental champion, a former multiple-time tag team champion, the man that is currently feuding with a debuting Malachi Black, Tommy N, Dallas or Black, whatever you want to call him, Brian LaPray, lay it on him, Mr. Cody MFN Rhodes.
0: Look, <clears throat> Cody Rhodes is a divisive figure. I mentioned Jeff Jarrett. There are some... some striking similarities there but just like with jeff jarrett you can't deny the talent that cody rhodes has you can't deny that the guy can talk and you can't deny that the guy can wrestle and that doesn't mean i'm putting him over or below anyone else i respect cody rhodes i think that when he's in the right program and as a baby face and he's not talking about certain issues that he probably shouldn't be talking about with a sense of authority uh I think he's great. I think his rivalry with MJF still ranks amongst the best rivalries that AEW has produced thus far. I think that Cody Rhodes in the ring is, while not necessarily elite, uh-huh, uh, very good and more than capable of hang of. Uh, uh, excuse me, holding his own. There we go. Uh, with whoever you put him in the ring with, and more than anything, just like Adam Page, just like CM Punk, Cody Rhodes is a storyteller and. While we can debate whether or not certain feuds should have involved him, when it comes to the top of the card, I don't think there's really anybody who denies that Cody Rhodes versus an actual star is money. And I think Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk would be money. I think that Cody Rhodes right now trending in the direction of no longer being a fan favorite. I mean, if you watched dynamite recently, depending on when you listen to this episode, we are doing recording this on Friday, July 30th. So we are talking about Wednesday, July 28th. Yes. Math. Uh, Wednesday, July 28th, AEW dynamite. You saw Malachi black jump Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes got booed the internet opinions maybe translating to television who knows could just be one crowd for all we know but i think it would be pretty damn cool for cm punk to come out cut a little bit of a pipe bomb sorry had to throw that in there at some point it's inevitable cut a great promo dressing cody down and calling him out for the false prophet that he is much as malachi black is doing through his actions i think it would be a great way to introduce cm punk to AEW. Reintroduce him to professional wrestling, and even if it's not his first few, uh, feud, that's perfectly fine. I think CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes is a program that needs to happen at some point, however you you dress it up and design it, whether whoever's face and heel, whatever that means in 2021. You know, I think the reality is CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. I mean, Punk is an all-time great storyteller. Cody is one of the best storytellers of his generation. I I can't tell you if it would be a five-star match. Who the hell knows? I mean, there have been crazier things that have happened. I don't think it's even crazier to imagine it would be, but I think really what we're trying to go for here is establishing more important than a five-star match is a five-star feud, a five-star story, something that captivates and grips you. And I think that what CM Punk and Cody do, as well as anybody, is play that versatile card of baby face and and, and pure heel however you want to design it they can be anything and they can be both almost simultaneously and i think together they could create some serious magic whether it's the introductory or reintroductory rather feud for cm punk or something down the road love or hate cody Rhodes, love or hate cm punk they've gotta get together at some point in the future or else you kind of just gotta wonder what could have been
1: What could have been versus what seems imminent, right? Because up next, did I use that word right? Imminent? I don't know. Podcaster. There we go. So this past Wednesday on Dynamite, Darby Allen, right after the announcement of, I'm sorry, I just spoiled the next name, Darby Allen. Right when, sorry, I know. Right when AEW announced that Rampage was coming to the United Center, they cut to the back where Darby Allen and sting were sitting backstage with Alex Marvez Darby Allen said he'd be in Chicago and he's been around some men who call themselves the best and AEW has the best, but he really wants to know who's the best in the world. Now, if you're going to mold a story for CM Punk to come back to wrestling and it's not in a high profile, him against Darby Allen would be high profile. That's why we're talking about it. Right. But everybody would kind of expect punk to come in and immediately feud Kenny or Moxley, for example, or Cody or anybody we just named. Right. But putting punk in a program against Darby Allen, I think is going to benefit both guys really just, it would benefit Darby obviously because Darby's already had a killer career in AEW. Right former TNT champion, had such a killer reign as TNT champion, recently lost to Tamuro, had some awesome matches against Cody Rhodes, against Brian Cage. Dar- Darby Allen is just like a jack-of-all-trades in the sense of, like, he can work with anybody. He had an awesome cinematic match, teaming with the legend icon Sting to take on Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. You know, plus, on top of that, Mr. LaPrey, back in February, Mr. CM Punk himself had a Q&A on Twitter and somebody asked him, Who are five AEW wrestlers that you'd like to work with one day? Punk said, and I quote, I see five guys that have potential. Hobbs, Darbs, Pillman, Starks, Jungle Boy. And that's not to say that there are are not others, but those guys stick out. All the guys that he just named are all 30 years old or younger. So it seems Punk really does want to work with the younger generation. Maybe give back to the wrestling world in the way that, you know, We all expect veterans to, right? Not coming in and just taking the spotlight like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a certain man named Bill (laughs) is going to do on Monday night just challenging Bob Lashley, whatever. Oh, that should go over. Raw's in Chicago this Monday? That should go over well. Can you imagine if you could just go into a job
0: and be like, I'm the next employee? Bill Goldberg job. Bill Goldberg does
1: that. Uh, Bob Lashley's sitting there like, really like what a huh? life like, i guess you earned it buddy <laughs> <laughs> look not to not to keep talking smack about wwe even though like that's literally what we've been doing during our yeah, high
0: goldberg years. could literally slap like snap us in half so oh yeah <laughs> with one hand both of us just <laughs> is what it, and the man's what over 50 like <laughs> yeah that is also the funny thing of, like, why is this man who looks like he could kill everyone on the WWE roster killing everyone on the WWE roster? Gee, I wonder.
1: Novel concept, right? <laughs> Believability in wrestling? <laughs> we bad. digress. We digress. We digress. My point is, look, Punk all, Punk mentioned Darby Allen as a guy that, like, he sees as, like, a building block of AEW and professional wrestling as a whole. Darby already seemingly calling him out wanting to know who the best in the world is going to be in chicago he said he's going to be in chicago he wants to know who the best in the world is who knows he might have been talking about daniel Bryan, danielson you know what i mean like now if that happened at rampage and not punk like look i'm, I'm still exploding of happiness right i guess we've went on a bit of a science. tangent
0: but that's tangent. what we do here at in the we-
1: Box. Thank you, Mr. We Lepre.
0: make you forget why you
1: listen to us. Essentially. My point is Darby <laughs> Allen against CM Punk injected yeah. into my veins. Sign me the F up. And if it like transitions to an honorable mention feud that we're going to talk about later. Fuck. Yes. You know what I mean? Mr. Lepre. Take it away.
0: Well, first let me check this box for explicit. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this this is a rivalry that I think, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I live on the Northeast. There is a company around me near near me named Northeast Wrestling. Northeast Wrestling operates pretty much out of the Northeast, but out of Connecticut, Massachusetts, etc. At some point in time, there was a Northeast Wrestling, N.E.W., huh? heavyweight champion named Darby Allen. Uh, he is a guy who, before he really burst onto the scene, I guess really or at least broke out as a member of AEW, defeated one JT Dunn, who defeated Brad Hollister, who defeated Jake Hager for the NEW Heavyweight Championship. And I got to see him a little bit up close and personal. Thought he was pretty damn talented, but, you know, what do I know? Crazy to say that this guy who was pretty much I I know every wrestling fan is going to sit here and pretend this isn't true. F off. This dude was an unknown before AEW plain and simple. I mean, he debuted five years ago. You didn't know about him. Yes. He was on some Evolve shows and the whole world wrestling network. Sure. Yes. He had some, you know, progress wrestling shows and that's always nice. But he was a virtual unknown. I think that maybe people saw his potential, but I don't think anyone saw him becoming someone who literally boosts ratings by simply being on TV. I don't think anybody saw him as a wrestler who gets on your TV with a guy whose nickname is literally the icon and holds his own in every segment and match. Darby Allen has transcended, I think, all of the expectations that all of us had for him. And that has positioned him to really be somebody who, if someone as big as CM Punk came back and the first person they went up against was Darby Allen, I don't think any AEW fans would even begin to complain. That's insane. Think about this. Darby Allen signed his contract about 27 months ago with aew april of 2019 made his debut at what fighter fest against cody in that time limit draw really good match that was in june so essentially let's just say in two years this kid has gone from somebody that basically none of us had ever heard of to a guy who were like would be pretty crazy if he wrestled cm punk That's nuts. That is absolutely insane. I'm a huge Darby Allen fan. I think the kid has style in and out of the ring. I think that he represents really what makes wrestling great. And that is the diversity of wrestling. It's different characters who represent different things and play different roles. I listen to the Kurt Angle podcast a lot. If you don't, you should. We don't really shout out a lot of podcasts, but Kurt Angle's the man. So here we are. Not sure that he needs us or what we could do for him, but regardless. Well,
1: now, well, now Kurt Angle should shout us out.
0: All yeah, I he, think.
1: you owe us, Kurt
0: Angle. Uh, Goddamn right. <laughs> But Kurt Angle made a great point after Billy Kay and a couple of other wrestlers were released by WWE. I'm still devastated, but he made a great point. He said, not everybody has to be a badass. Not everybody has to be a powerhouse. Not everybody has to be somebody who goes out and just kicks everyone's ass every time they're on the screen. You need variety. You need different characters on your television screen to drive the product that's being presented to you. Darby Allen represents that. He's a guy who, I mean, probably like 170 pounds soaking wet. Let's be real. That guy's like 145 pounds going out there, but he throws everything he has into everything he does and provides something genuinely different. We've all compared him to Jeff Hardy at one point or another. If you haven't, you're full of shit. Sorry, that's just reality. That The similarities are obvious. Even Matt Hardy has said that the similarities are obvious. They're obviously there, but to Darby Allen's credit, he's found maybe some footsteps to follow in, but also created his own path. And I think that Darby Allen... And CM Punk would be great for a lot of reasons. We're going to get to another one a little bit later. But Darby Allin and CM Punk would be great. I think it would be really cool to see Punk in a hardcore environment, maybe. People maybe forget, but CM Punk, one of the better hardcore wrestlers ever. His notice qualification match against uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, to me, five-star classic. Uh, and his rivalry with Chris Hero with IWA Mid-South was really another one of those feuds that put independent wrestling in the United States on the map. So maybe it would just be a regular singles match. I don't know. But I would love to see CM Punk and Darby Allen just beat the hell out of each other. And more than anything, I'd love to see what these characters could do. You know, CM Punk, the master of the mind games, Darby Allen, seemingly infallible you know you can't crack him and I think that's a very cool dynamic a very cool matchup of of a different breed of what is unstoppable force and immovable object a different twist on that story and that would be something I would personally enjoy seeing and maybe not as much as the next one bear but certainly could be a great launching off point for CM Punk and AEW,
1: and would absolutely be the biggest feud that Darby Allens had so far so Punk's been away from professional wrestling for 7 years, right? He's had a f- stint in UFC, he's done acting. In that time frame of Punk being gone, someone else laid claim to being the best in the world, right? I think it's fair to say that that man kind of is at the moment, you know, with the exception of like guys like AJ Styles who is definitely up there. Of course, we're talking about the current reigning, defending, impact wrestling, world champion, AEW, world champion, triple A, mega, whatever the hell it's called, champion. I'm sorry. I should have probably had that in front of me, whatever. Obviously we're talking about probably the dream match of dream matches at the moment, with the exception of this man against AJ Styles, Kenny Omega versus CM Punk to me is the dream feud of dream feuds, obviously, because when Punk stepped away seven years ago, this man Kenny Omega was just killing it everywhere Japan, Mexico, here in the States. There's been no, there's seemingly been no one better from a wrestling standpoint than Kenny Omega, right? There's a reason why he's the AEW world champion. You know, what better way for Punk to re enter the industry that he distances himself from than. To go against the guy that staked the claim to a label that he once had, right? Punk was the best in the world. Kenny Omega is the best in the world. It doesn't even have to be in Chicago, I'm biased, but it's definitely a good crowd. Even the, even if this happened in a market like New York where Brian Lepre stays, even if this happened in California, where so many dream matches have occurred, you know, and just imagine this anywhere. This is a legitimate, one of those few matches that, you know, we we as wrestling fans like to say, that's a dream match. That's a dream match. Yes, all wrestling fans have lists, according to Bear. That's a dream match. But this is a legitimate fucking dream match. Kenny Omega, best in the world. CM Punk was once best in the world. Obviously... You can't say he is at the moment, right? He hasn't wrestled for seven years. He might come in and just shock the world or shock the system. Shout out Adam Cole. Who knows? But to me, this is the feud of feuds. And I know that AEW has a ranking system. So realistically, if Punk comes in and immediately is like, Kenny, I'm coming for you, brother, you know, wouldn't make a lot of sense, right? Because there's a ranking system. So you almost have to kind of work your way around that in a sense, but Even if this feud doesn't happen off the get go, it could still be, it could still happen a year down the road. Who knows? And Punk has to work his way through the rankings. I think that'd be the most fair. But seeing this match anywhere, I'd fly to California to see this match. I don't have the money for it, but I would. I'd find a way, get a loan, whatever. This is the match of matches, right? This is the match that any pro wrestling fan would just die to see and Mr. LaPrey, what what do you think? What do you think of the potential of CM Punk versus Kenneth Jerome Omega?
0: Dream match is obviously an overused term. Just is. Sorry for whoever that upsets. We use it all the time for a lot of like, oh man, this wrestler that I love against this wrestler that I love. Yeah, but dream match has to be something bigger than that there has to be almost like a a a cultural significance if that makes sense that it almost has to be something that elevates the industry of professional wrestling and not just something that people like talking about or something like that the point is CM Punk versus Kenny Omega is the very definition of a dream match dream feud CM Punk has long been known as the best in the world. That was his nickname for a good reason. Kenny Omega may very well be the best in the world right now. He certainly has a claim for it. And together, those two guys, who knows what they could create or would create. But man, there is a world of possibilities when talking about one of the greatest of all time all around in CM Punk and one of the greatest of all time in the ring in Kenny Omega, a guy in Kenny Omega who, much like CM Punk, did not travel the traditional path to success in professional wrestling. You're talking about a Canadian wrestler who went over to New Japan Pro Wrestling, not only New Japan, but DDT, Took the long road to simply get to New Japan Pro Wrestling, became the first ever Westerner to win the G1 climax, main evented Wrestle Kingdom against Kazushika Okada in what was up to that point, arguably the greatest match of all time, at the very least, one of the greatest matches of all time. Lost, had to travel through hell just to get back to the opportunity to climb that mountain and then ultimately became the top star in all of New Japan Pro Wrestling, if not professional wrestling as a whole. An incredible story. And now here he comes to America where I know that there are going to be Kenny Omega diehards who deny this, but I think even Kenny Omega would acknowledge this. He comes to America where he really doesn't have the fanfare that some people think he would. He's coming here in the same way as CM Punk, if you really think about it. Because CM Punk dominated independent wrestling, became the face of independent wrestling, became synonymous with it, while also elevating it individually to a level that it had never reached before. He did something incredible for the industry on the independent level. Then he goes, much like Kenny coming to America to prove that he can lead a company here. CM Punk goes to WWE, where they've never really given a guy who looks like him or comes from where he's come from the opportunity to be that guy but they both break that glass ceiling they both prove that they can make it work they both prove that they can elevate and rise to the occasion i think that alone makes this these single biggest dream feud in all of professional wrestling. And maybe there's another dream feud with Kenny Omega out there that we'll get to on a later episode that would produce a better match. Sure. But the story of CM Punk versus Kenny Omega is undeniably brilliant. I mean, even just take Kenny Omega coming to AEW out of it. You're talking about the first Westerner to win the G1 climax. Kenny Omega, all the props in the world to him for that. On a similar level, if not an even greater level, let's just put it on equal ground to avoid any arguments, CM Punk, the first independent wrestler to ever win the WWE championship, and he happened to hold it for over 400 freaking days. The only one who even comes close to comparing to that is when Rob Van Dam, an ECW product, won the WWE championship and lost it in uh, about a month these two guys have traveled the most difficult path to all-time great status but they are both in that all-time tier of wrestlers and they've done it differently they've done it in different places but their paths to where they are are remarkably similar and look plain and simple kenny omega versus cm punk is the reason why people are excited that CM Punk could be going to AEW. Let's not beat around the bush. That is just the fact. doesn't matter who you are or what else you want to see. We have plenty of things we would love to see with CM Punk. But CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, that's where the money is. That is where the dream feud lies. And hopefully we get to see it play out. Because CM Punk dressing Kenny Omega down on the mic and then Kenny Omega doing the same thing in the ring would be a sight to see.
1: On that note, I think we should go to name number five on this list. Um, We don't like to badmouth any company per se, right? That's not what we do at Heel Turns and Headlocks. But we never understood why a few of the names were released when they were in WWE, right? Braun Strowman being one of those names, um, Billy Kay, et cetera, et cetera, right? A ton more names. We actually have a couple episodes about it if you guys want to go back and check that out. However, on July the 7th, due to a contractual hiccup on WWE's part, this man didn't have to wait 90 days to join All Elite Wrestling. He only had to wait about 30. That man, now known as Malachi Black, also known as Aleister Black, also known on the independent scene as Tommy End, the guy's money. And a lot of people pegged Alistair Black then, Alistair Black, as the next CM Punk because of the similarities and styles of wrestling, right? Both guys were very ground and pound, obviously could, do, could maneuver around in ways with different styles, right? They can keep up with the luchadors while wrestling bigger guys like CM Punk did with Brock Lesnar. Malachi Black could do that with a bigger guy if given the opportunity, unfortunately. He was not. So when he was released, it was a shocker because we all saw the potential in what Aleister Black could have been versus what ended up happening with Aleister Black. And now, I hate to say he's trash because he's not, but one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Aleister Black, Malachi Black fell into Tony Khan's lap, right? And we know the rumblings on the the interwebs, excuse me, that Malachi Black wants to participate in New Japan, When the borders open up from the pandemic, he wants to break through that forbidden door at the moment. Malachi black is feuding with Cody Rhodes, who again, you just, when you debut in a Andrade's next feud has to be with Cody Rhodes, right? Because like, it's just what happens. You just have to feud with Cody, but that's not what we're saying. Malachi black, assuming he gets the win over Cody Rhodes. Where does he go from there, right? Does he climb up the rankings and eventually have that feud with Kenny Omega, which would be a banger of a match, Black versus Omega? Hell yeah, why not? Or you debut Punk at this Rampage or Dynamite or wherever Punk ends up debuting, if he even does. Again, this is all speculative. But imagine a feud between Malachi Black and CM Punk. Again, two guys who have similar styles. Obviously, they're both tatted up face included. They got a couple tattoos everywhere, right? Alistair Black could have been WWE's answer to CM Punk leaving. Of course, Alistair Black is not the promo guy that CM Punk is, but in ring Alistair has all the potential to be a star. He's such a damn good wrestler. I was excited to see Alistair Black feud with Big E when that feud was being teased before Alistair Black got released. But again, not calling him trash, one man's trash, another man's treasure. And Malachi Black against CM Punk, I think, could be an absolute money feud for all elite wrestling. Mr. LaPrey, what do you think? As the heel turns at headlocks, um, resident Tommy End fan, look, uh,
0: whatever you want to call him, I'll just refer to his past for now because we don't know what the future holds. Alistair Black was one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE, NXT, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that that guy is a wrestling genius for a lack of a better word. I think that he understands just exactly what it is that makes a great story. And I think a great story is what it's really about. I think that, sorry to reference this guy, but, Aleister Black's feud with the Velveteen Dream to me is what makes wrestling great. It was completely about the story. It was not about the moves. It was about the interactions. It was about the emotion. It was about the facial expressions, etc., etc. It was about all the little details. And you saw that with Aleister Black throughout. You saw that when he had his great feud and match with Andrade. You saw that when he had his great feud and match with Adam Cole, you saw that even when there was the yeah kind of shaky feud with Kevin Owens, but it produced some good matches. I thought the story was pretty decent. Look, Alistair Black, he understands, or I guess understood because he doesn't exist anymore. Uh, he understood what it took to tell a great story. And I think that a lot of us believed he had the tools to be great. Apparently, according to the man named Tommy and himself even Vince McMahon believed in Alistair Black it's just timing didn't work out for certain things wanting there to be a crowd etc 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 i think the big reality with now Malachi black is that he is a guy who is committed to telling stories he is 100% in those stories and to me that's the mark of a great wrestler it, it, you could do a hundred moves that I've never seen before and I'll remember those moves, but you could tell me one story that lasts forever with me and I'll remember who you were as a person and as a character. And I think that's what we all look for. And nobody's really done that as well over the past 20 years as CM Punk. CM Punk got genuine investment, genuine belief out of everyone who watched him in everything he did. And whether you hated his absolute guts or loved everything that he believed in and stood for, you reacted to CM Punk in a true and real way. And I think Aleister Black has the same ability to make you believe what you're watching, make you suspend that disbelief, which we're always meant to do in professional wrestling. I think that together they can create a storyline that would not only captivate the AEW audience, but would really get a lot of eyes on AEW because I think that these are two creative risk takers who maybe it won't work out, but they are willing to do the things that so many other wrestlers and companies are unwilling to do. Whether it works out or not, taking those chances, taking those risks in the hopes of telling the story that they're looking to tell. I mean, that to me is the most important thing that wrestling can do. It's the most important thing that any creative outlet can stand for. TV, movies, music, whatever. It's about Finding something real and presenting it to the audience. And I think these two guys do it as well as anyone. And by the way, if CM Punk is anywhere near the wrestler he was before, that match would be an absolute main event caliber battle. And who knows, maybe even a kind of match that could be for the AEW World Championship. Now we've given you five. Hope you liked them. But if you. Listen to us before you know we're not done yet. We always like to give you a little bit extra free of charge, but please pay us. Just going
1: Tony, Tony Khan, if you're listening, you should pay us. <laughs> please.
0: We're going to give you an honorable mention. Well, I have an honorable mention, but I believe we have quite a few others. But I'm going to start with one that we kind of alluded to, Bear, when we talked about Darby Allen, and that is Sting. Now, obviously – I'm not necessarily arguing that Sting and CM Punk should have a 50-minute wrestling match or anything like that. I just happen to think that Sting, if nothing else, still has a lot left in the tank as far as telling stories is concerned. And I think it's a genuine dream feud. CM Punk versus Sting. That is, whoa. Like, that that's a genuine dream feud. And you could dress it up however you want and have it pay off tag team match, six-man tag, whatever you want to do. You could have CM Punk reform the Straight Edge Society. We'll talk about that at some point in the future. And go up against Sting, Darby, and whoever else. You know, However you want to do this is however you want to do this. But I think a genuine feud between Sting and Punk, two guys who have always cared more about the story than anything else in wrestling, me personally, I think that would be an incredible incredible program for AEW and would be something that whatever the match is that pays off. That's the kind of rivalry that
1: 10 years from now, wrestling fans will still be talking about. Even if you put it in a cinematic cinematic environment, the match is going to be killer. And, you know, we saw, we saw sting perform in a cinematic match. We alluded to it earlier with Darby Allen against team Taz dope match, right? Put them, put those two in an environment like that. They'd make magic. Brian just said it. These are two guys that care more about the story of a pro wrestling match versus the actual pro wrestling in a pro wrestling match. And guess what? We as fans, I can, we can't speak for every fan. Obviously, that's that's impossible. But I think I can speak for Brian when I say we care more about the story in a pro wrestling match than we do about the actual wrestling. Of course, the actual wrestling is awesome, but seeing. Seeing a former multiple time heavyweight champion in Sting against a former multiple time champion in CM Punk, it's a we can't stress the word story enough. That's what it would be. And if Punk does reform the straight edge society in some capacity, which it's very easy to do for him, you know, we're gonna fantasy book that in an episode in the very near future. But CM Punk and his new straight edge society against. Sting and Darby Allen and whoever else they may recruit to their stable or whatever the case may be I think it would make some really good television and Brian you know it doesn't have to be a 50 minute classic like you said put them in the ring for 10 to 12 minutes I think Sting can do that right why not but there's another name are you, there's another name I wanted to bring up that we did not mention in the notes that you made that being John Moxley I'm sorry to get away from the sting point for a minute, but I just wanted to, before my train of thought went blank, CM Punk battled Dean Ambrose on three different occasions in WWE, but none of them were the high profile singles bout, right? In WWE, Ambrose was WWE champion, so was Punk. In AEW, John Moxley has already been one of the cornerstones of the company, former world champion John Moxley. Jim Ross just alluded to a couple of weeks ago on his podcast that the closest thing to stone cold currently is John Moxley. Now that's some pretty high praise for a guy that had a front row seat to my personal goat stone cold, Steve Austin. Now is he biased because he works for AEW? Maybe. Is anybody close to what stone cold was back in the day? Probably not because ratings were through the roof back in the day because ratings mean something nowadays, brother. But, like, Jim Ross just said it. Like, this is the closest thing we have to Stone Cold. Everybody's dream match when Punk was still wrestling was Punk versus Stone Cold. It just, man, to see those two guys compete, Moxley and Punk, and I'm sorry to stray away from the the sting point because I know you had a lot more points, but seeing those two go head-to-head with a genuinely genuine, meaningful story would just, I think it'd just be money for AEW and Tony Khan.
0: I mean, look, if if we're talking about dream Fuse, that fits the damn bill. And that's really what this is about, exactly what you said. It's about creating stories that people are going to remember. And that is the kind of matchup that five years from now, 10 years from now, has all of the potential to have the, the lasting impact that will... Not only elevate the legacy of a CM Punk or a Sting or a John Moxley or whoever else, but elevate the legacy of AEW. And I think that's what has to be the hope here, right? CM Punk would be coming back in his early 40s, seven years removed from being a professional wrestler, three years removed from being a UFC fighter. There is a finite period of time. And what you have to hope to accomplish in this setting is to create something memorable, create something that 10, 15, 20 years from now, because that's the goal, right? You want to be a company that's going to be around just as long as WWE has. Obviously, not literally possible if WWE keeps going, but to have a lasting impact and legacy, to be a a company that exists beyond the current crop of stars, a, a company that continually moves forward. You need those legendary moments. You need those moments that people look back on. People still talk about, Stone Cold wrestling Bret Hart at WrestleMania and passing out in the sharpshooter with blood dripping down his face. People still talk about Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant. People still talk about when Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth reunited. Those are lasting moments. Those are lasting memories. They talk about for better or worse when Stone Cold aligned with Vince McMahon. And that's really what it comes down to. You have to leave a lasting impression and If you're going to bring CM Punk in, then you need to put him in feuds with people who can leave a lasting impression, not just the, you know, internet wrestling community idea of, Oh, this person needs to put this person over and make a star. You don't make a star stars either exist or they don't take that as you will, but it's true. Now you can do things to help stars realize their potential, but really what I think has to happen with CM Punk beyond putting somebody over some crap like that, is create memorable moments in an AEW environment that this company can look at and say, 10 years from now, hey, wrestling fan who isn't sure about us, hey, wrestling fan who doesn't remember why they became a fan of us, remember when CM Punk wrestled Adam Page, remember when he hit Sting with a go to sleep, remember when he took out Cody or Darby Allen or Kenny Omega or Malachi Black, John Moxley, other names on our list, hell, Andrade, Orange Cassidy, Pac. There's so many people for CM Punk to step foot in a ring with to cut promos with. It just has to be something that has a lasting impact. And and whatever else happens in between is great. Whatever ratings a certain somebody gives matches wonderful. The moments are what people are going to remember. And if CM Punk is really coming back, I mean love him or hate him we could say this with confidence in advance. If he comes back, the moment of him walking out and entering a wrestling ring for the first time will literally be the biggest moment in AEW history.
1: And we didn't even mention guys like Eddie Kingston or guys like MJF or, you know, this whole rot. There's so much potential yeah. on this roster for punk to have just, just what Brain at these moments that, are supposed to last a lifetime moments that we'll never forget moments that us as wrestling fans are going to sit here and be like, Holy crap. AEW may never become as big as WWE. That's perfectly fine. It's an alternative. As long as all elite wrestling knows that they are an alternative for wrestling fans like us and other fans who just want something different, something unique, something, you know, who who would have thought that we'd have a company like this where they're just opening this forbidden door? Right? That's what they're known for. And us again, us as fans, we just we want moments. Moments that will last a lifetime. And Brian, I think we just finished this list, brother. What do you think? Can't believe we made it. This is what we came for
0: hey all right well look that this was a hell of a ride it was wonderful to get back into the swing of things with all of you thank you so much for listening we love you so much if bear remembers the number and the merch links and so well we'll leave this social media for the guy at the end he does his job so well uh i would love to hear if he's still if he still got it
1: breaking news screw the number we're done with it <laughs> forget it just hit us up on the socials. Let us know if there's any names that we missed out on. I know we just, like, kind of briefly went over guys like Andrade and Orange Cassidy and Pack and and I just mentioned MJF and Eddie Kingston. If there's names that we forgot, let us know on the socials. You know, utilize those. Or you want to buy a shirt, we got new merch coming soon. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. maneuver.net forward slash collections forward, da- forward slash heel dash turns dash headlocks. We're gonna have some new merch with our brand can we say it? our brand spanking new friggin' logo that looks dope as shit. Shout out to the Russian guy on Instagram. He probably doesn't listen, but he should, you know, our our graphic maker. Um I'm glad we're back, Mr. laprey I'm glad that we're doing this again. We're gonna be a little more consistent in the sense that like, you know, we might do this once or twice a week. But we're gonna do it when we feel like it. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do it because we love it. We kind of just fell out of touch with everything. I, I know I did. I can't speak for Brian, but we're back, baby. And we're better than ever. And ever.
0: You know, I really hope that CM Punk pulls what you just pulled and just comes out and it's just
1: like screw the voiceless. Uh Shake's <laughs> uh. hands with Tony Cotton. You know what? We need a new world order. A new new world order. And <laughs> then NN, the NNWO, brother, the new new world order. They there we can't. Go trademark that right no we need
0: a new world order of a bunch of 40 year olds who are all under 220 pounds coming out and
1: somehow dominating people Sam punk brian danielson and fuck i don't know Who's another good name we can throw in there?
0: Jericho with his Chris Jericho. spinning back elbow that somebody on the roster does better than him. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank Shit. you so much for listening. We love you so much. We've missed you and we're happy that you're back along for this ride with us. And on that note, we are just going to tell you to do a couple of things and that's uh stay safe, stay cool. It's warm out here in these streets. I don't live anywhere that has dangerous streets, but it's warm. And stay cool, stay safe, and please, if you can't do anything else,
1: keep on loving professional wrestling. Music to my ears. And boom. You've been listening to Heel
0: Turns and Headlocks with Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPray. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, reach out on Facebook at Heel Turns and Headlocks on Twitter at heel underscore turns underscore pod and on instagram at heel turns and headlocks we'll see you next time